right. All right. What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Procrastination Sensation, the reboot episode. That's right, Nick Maloof. We did it. After two years of undying love and gratitude, we finally gave Nick what he deserves. Uh, now, uh, it's important to point out that no longer is this just a podcast where I'm just talking to a different person every time. But now I have an official co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm happy to be here co-hosting the Procrastination Sensation. My name is Eric Samino. Um, yeah. What's your greatest fear? My greatest fear? Ooh. Maybe heights. I don't know. Heights? Maybe All death. Right. If you want to go real. Yeah, mine's dying alone. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, we just we already did it, but it's important to give Nick Maloof his shout out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as Without the, him, the, none of this would be possible. Yeah, literally. <laughs> because... <laughs> Uh, this podcast, I started it like two, it was over two years ago now when I was just taking a gap year from school and I was just really bored. And so I just talk about random shit. It was interesting, but it just kind of died off because it was basically just like, I'm, you, you were on an episode. Yeah, we did so an episode together. The Die Hard, all five of the Die Hard fans will remember the mm-hmm. Eric episode. I don't know, so, man, that the Facebook post you made about it got a lot of likes. We might have some, uh, you might have some fans coming listening. Yeah, my mom might try to figure out how to listen to it now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, instead, we don't really we didn't really go into this with a super solid. I don't think this show is going to have, like... A structure? It's not like, well, not necessarily not a structure, but just, like, what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of going to be it's about, like, whatever. Talking. Yeah, yeah, like, basically. Just talking about random shit. Um, trying to think if there's anything else, really, to introduce it to. Uh... I've, we're probably, I don't want to make any promises, but I'm assuming we're probably going to go for every uh, weekly type yeah. thing. Well, we're like definitely going to try for weekly. Yeah. Like I'd say, it's a good structure to follow. And it's great that we're planning it right now on the first yes. episode. Because yep. people like listening to this. When Two they minutes go, into the first I'm, episode. Well, I'm driving to work. Let me throw on this, this podcast. Let's hear people uh, plan how they're going <laughs> to even do this. All right. We're prepared. Yeah. So I guess. That's an all. That's a long enough intro. We uh, mentioned Nick Maloof, all the stuff mm-hmm. that matters. Uh, everyone knows stuff. Eric, who obviously I have to say Eric is a fool. I am. I'm um, the. Oh, I should have done that in my intro. I'm the proverbial fool. Yeah, that can be. Yeah, we gotta have cool like every good podcast. that always have like cool nicknames for each other. We'll yeah. work it out. But yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like we can work work. It's only, it's only the first episode. We're you know we're yeah. good. It's a soft reboot. You know. Yeah. Yep. It's like the Baywatch movie they made. A couple <laughs> but years hopefully ago. better. Um, I don't, before we get into any of the topics we specifically had, mm-hmm. I would just like to say that this is the first time that I've been given a good enough platform to say, fuck the movie Scoob <laughs> that came out like a month ago. Uh, most people know how I feel about Airbud, but I wouldn't say that I'm just impartial to dog movies, but right. I, boy, uh, it'll flick for you if you enjoy dog movies. Yeah. Let me just get into, let's get, let's get into the, the okay. Scoob yeah, rant yeah. real quick. Yeah. Um, here's, here's how incoherent or unstructured my Scoob brand is, is that obviously this movie was supposed to come out in theaters, but you know, with the old coronavirus and, uh, every movie is just coming direct to digital now, unless it's a Marvel movie. And cause they're just like, well, we want that sweet, sweet money. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan wants people to die, <laughs> but, 
Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is, is every big movie that's coming out now is out there digitally today it comes out. And not can, not, I'm not going to out myself right now, but there are some unscrupulous means in which you can acquire movies. This is true. Illegally. For free, and we're not the internet. advertising this. We're not advertising it or condoning it. Yeah. Uh, but let's just say hypothetically, the night that Scoob came out, half drunk in the middle of the night, I torrented the movie Scoob, and I would like to preface this up front that I only made it in 25 minutes. Oh before my god! <laughs> literally turning to my roommate Kyle and saying, "This movie is so fucking stupid," and turning it off. They lied. This movie is not a Scooby-Doo movie. What's it It about? is. Okay, I can't say that's a bold claim. I can't just say this movie isn't a Scooby-Doo movie because it is. But it's not like a, ooh, like they, they have the elements of the, oh, it's a, they're going to go solve a mystery or something. Like, that's what you expect from Scooby-Doo. This movie was an animated superhero movie in disguise. <laughs> Under the cloak of shadows that is the Scooby-Doo name. Hmm. And if I l- let me tell you, do you know anything behind this movie really at all? No. Will you I believe me? Shit, but I never I, ended up watching it. All right, good. Don't, because will you believe me if I told you that the I can't even fucking remember. I honestly want to say that the superhero character, because they just get like rope, Scoob and Shag. Look, all right. I'm literally already working myself. This is already going to take <laughs> way longer than I know it even should have. But the movie literally opens with what the trailers were showing you, where it's, like, how Scooby met Shaggy. And it was honestly, like, it's wholesome as fuck. And I was like, all right, I'm down for this, how they all met the Mystery Incorporated gang. Then it hard cuts to the present, where the Mystery Incorporated gang is trying... This is 100% literally what happens in the movie. Okay. The Mystery Incorporated gang is trying to get an investment from Simon Cowell. Who is played by Simon Cowell. (laughs) And he tells them that he will not invest in Mystery Incorporated if Scooby and Shaggy are part of it. So they kick Scooby and Shaggy out of Mystery Incorporated. (laughs) And they go do the most depressed bowling match with each other at their favorite bowling alley. Where they then, in the span of a minute, get thrust into a tale of government espionage espionage intrigue with superheroes involved (laughs) and this is where the movie literally lost me the first this is like that whole beginning simon cowell will strike one make you stop watching yeah i'll give i give a movie a three strike thing to when i stop watching it strike one was simon cowell not investing in mystery incorporated and the scooby and shaggy were in were not in it Mm -hmm. strike two was when oh yeah when they Introduce and what I was going to say is that he's like a Falcon, like Batman type ripoff. Like his like motif yep. is like Falcon. And I was gonna say I c- could not for the life of me remember what his fucking name is, but I want to say that it was as close to Captain Falcon, without getting a cease and desist <laughs> from Nintendo. <laughs> but Strike Two is that the main superhero is voiced by Mark Wahlberg, oh my and he God. Can, does not seem like they a paid him enough money to give a shit. Yep. Or B, that he even remotely cared to be in a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> okay, and then I started, yeah. my mind just started to just jump to other things. I'm not really invested in this movie at all anymore. Right. Strike 3 was when the rest of Mystery Incorporated realizes that Scooby and Shaggy were, like, kidnapped by these superhero people. Mm-hmm. And Velma starts, like, 
researching stuff behind it. And this was strike three where I just straight up turned it off after this. They reveal that through like looking through a textbook that Shaggy is like the descendant or no Scooby is like the descendant of like King Tut's dog or something. <laughs> and that's why he's like of interest to these superheroes. And that's oh why I God. said, you know what? Fuck this. And about a week later, one of my friends told me that the movie literally ends with like mystical shit and they need like a sacrifice of someone to go into a portal <laughs> to save the world. Is this a Scooby-Doo movie? And <laughs> it's like the whole prophecy thing with prophecy thing with Shaggy or Scooby. Sorry. It's so easy to confuse their, their names. Yeah. So Scooby is about to go in and they literally deliver an emotional ending in this movie. Like it's a Pixar movie where Shaggy like trades places with them and is like literally like, like Scoob, I love you, buddy. And you're supposed to care that he's like being summoned to another region. Fuck Scoob. That movie was a soulless cash grab. Someone at fucking Warner Brothers just really wanted to make a good superhero movie because the DC movies other than Shazam all fucking suck. And they're like, what if we slapped the Scooby-Doo movie on it and tricked people like Trevor? And I won't stand for it. And they got so you. glad the coronavirus like happened and didn't trick me into going in the movie theater to see that. Because that, that might have been, honestly, that might have been like a movie that you would just walk out of. Have, have you ever walked out of a movie before? Do you know the movie Arthur starring Russell Brand? I don't. <laughs> I don't know why this immediately just came right to my mind, but I think I was thinking about it recently. But one of my friend's, like, birthday parties, I want to say, like, I'm really going to Google quick to see, like... <sighs> uh, so me and, me and some friends back in high school wanted to go see This Is The End. Um, mm. And we, we weren't uh, 17 or 18. And we, weren't, we weren't old enough to go see it ourselves yet. Mm -hmm. um, so we bought... Tickets for uh, the internship. Uh, oh, is with, that like the Google one? Like yeah. Google ripoff thing? Yeah, with Owen Wilson and uh, and uh, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> the um, timeless duo. <laughs> and uh, we were, we obviously we got caught trying to sneak into This is the End because the guy was like, I need to see your tickets. And we were like, uh, we lost them. And so we had to go into the internship that was already, like, ten minutes in. And, like, the only thing we see is, like, Will Ferrell just, like, swearing. And everyone in the fucking theater is just laughing so hard because they think it's so funny. And, like, I swear to God, like, not even two minutes we were sitting down. We just got up, walked out, and went home. <laughs> like, we were just, like, done with it. <laughs> That's, like, the peak. I, this, I would normally equate this to, like, an Adam Sandler movie. Where, like, that type of movie where, like... Exactly. A, an actor does something that is just not even, like, inherently funny. And you're in a packed movie theater and they all just, like, laugh like they've yep. never laughed before. Or experienced happiness. Or they experienced too much happiness. This might just be me being depressed as fuck all the time. But this is... My, I don't know. Because, like, when we saw Aquaman in theaters, I went with three of my roommates at the time and i was the only one that was not absolutely just high out of my mind and i regret mm -hmm. that yeah but have you seen aquaman i have not uh you know something we can talk about a little bit later but i uh you know i cannot see aquaman oh don't but <laughs> just that's all i'll say is don't uh, but like this is like really early in the movie and there's like a scene when like he's at a bar with his dad and 
there's like a group of like menacing looking because he's like they, they show it takes place after Justice League and they're showing something on the news they're like where is the Aquaman or something like that and he's like his dad's like oh wow champ you're really doing good things or whatever and like a bunch of menacing looking bikers walk over and go hey you're that fish guy from TV right and he stands up like he's about to fight them and then one of them pulls out like a phone with like a hot pink case on it and is like can we get a mm-hmm. selfie and it's like the most like Oh, you really subverted my expectations now. These bikers not only only want to, just want a selfie with him, but they have yeah. the pinkest Hello Kitty phone case. Right. And literally there was these people in front of us that I've never heard someone laugh and cackle <laughs> with such volume and like ferocity. And yep. it was like scary. But anyways, yep. the the Arthur thing, that movie came out in 2011, so I was like 14, I think. Mm-hmm. And that movie, I'm literally just gonna read like the beginning of the synopsis. Irresponsible playboy Arthur Bach, Russell Brand, has always relied on two things to keep him out of real trouble. His great wealth and the advice of his lifelong nanny, Hobson, played by Helen Mirren. But now (laughs) Arthur must undertake the most expensive risk of his life. He must choose between an arranged marriage that will keep him in the money or a more modest life with the only woman he has ever loved. So basically it's just... A Russell Brand movie. Yeah. With no other, like, known comedian to carry him. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is that not we did not make it, like, that... The length that we made it into it, like, vastly dwarfs how long you made it into the internship. Because I literally think my friend Chris, who was his, it was his birthday, we literally, I think, were maybe, like, 15 minutes away from the end. Jesus. And he was like, let's go. And I remember, honestly, that movie sucked, but I honestly remember being, like, kind of mad that I was like, I just want to know how it ends at this point. Yeah. There's literally, like, 15 minutes left. We fucking got out of the theater, and I was like, all right, we just wasted an hour and 15 minutes and $10 <laughs> in my life that I will never get back. I don't even know what was in the theaters that time, but someone there just wanted to see Arthur. The movie was just so... I could not tell you that plot synopsis was like news to me mm-hmm. all i remember yeah, was just remember. russell brand <laughs> that's all i can remember any most movies he's in other than like get me to the greek because uh jonah hill's in it yeah like i just remember russell brand because i feel like that man just doesn't act he just is himself mm-hmm. and you could tell me it's all improv and no one would even yep yeah but anyways <laughs> that, we can book in that by Scoob Rant and talks about horrible movies as the yep. introduction, the first 15 minutes of lore in this podcast. Um, it's canon now. So now for the only, we have, we have some questions that I, that I uh, put up people to ask on my Instagram story okay. that we'll put at the end, I feel like is the traditional structure. No one yeah. wants to fucking sit there. But um, we had two topics that i guess one is like something that could be like a regular thing but it just got i guess since this is the first podcast in like two years and then this format especially so mm-hmm. it's a lot more stuff to talk about but right then there's another like bigger topic that we talked about which was basically doing like a minor review not like it's not gonna it might i mean i don't know how long it's gonna go for but it's not like this episode is revolving around it but just yeah. a minor review of the last of us part two since you beat it. How long ago was it you beat it? Um, like, it was a few weeks at this point. I think I beat it. Uh, I beat it shortly after the last time we spoke. Uh, so, like, right around the 4th of July was when I beat it. Now, I see that you just moved your cursor into the Google Doc in front of the word clone and Clone Wars. Or was it always there? Uh, no, I just I just moved it. I was editing some stuff, putting some stuff in there. 
Okay, because honestly, when I was putting the link in for this, I was like debating writing Clone Wars socks at the end, even though I have no like. <laughs> I don't think it socks or anything, but. <laughs> No, it's, but anyways, uh, uh, yeah. So anyways, the last most part. We can get two. into it later. Yeah, I um, yeah, we'll get into that after we get through all this stuff. But mm -hmm. um, we basically just want, I thought it'd be an interesting idea to talk about since we did allude to it earlier. But we are living in what one would consider to be a nightmare hellscape of yeah, hell absolutely. on earth, yep. which is the coronavirus and the political and civil unrest in the United States. <laughs> yes. You go outside every day and you go, "What's going to happen today?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways you your feet for sure <laughs> everyone's sitting at home everyone's got nothing to do but consume entertainment yep. <laughs> so, so we're gonna talk about the we entertainment talk about, we consumed yeah so i'll let you start with the way i i guess i oriented oriented it was in order playing watching and listening type of media so i mm -hmm. guess we can start with video games so i'll let you go yeah. with the first one because it's something i also yeah had on my, uh, so i at the beginning of quarantine, or maybe it was towards the middle, whenever Animal Crossing came out, uh, for, I think like, it was actually like the end of the week that like we officially went to like a nationwide yeah. lockdown. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so I I've been playing Animal Crossing since it came out. Um, I've kind of slowed down lately. Right around when they announced the summer update was actually when I kind of stopped playing. Yeah. Um, but I love Animal Crossing. I've been playing it. I've played every iteration of the game since GameCube, which I think is all of them. Yeah, because not, um, not to delve too deep into the uh, Eric and Trevor lore, but I believe that when we were at UMass Dartmouth, because did you have the one for the 3DS at the time? I had the one on the DS, yeah. I think I went... New Leaf. I'm, yes. I think yeah. I went to your island at one point. Yeah, I think I think, I think think we probably played that together, if I had to guess. Yeah, because that was... I remember it, but yeah. I vaguely remember bringing my 3ds to your room because to the un unknown listeners out there at, from the second half of our freshman year on right yeah you had a triple room triple entire, to your, entirely to yourself yes yeah. so that was basically where we would all go to hang out i lived because... that, that winter break in fear that i was going to be given roommates <laughs> but instead <laughs> you were removed the roommate yeah, yeah. um yeah, so basically, yeah, I remember, like, playing that because we would play Smash a lot. And I remember because mm -hmm. I never owned an Animal Crossing game. Because I guess I'll probably just talk about my experience with Animal Crossing now, too. Because I, yeah. I never actually owned any, I think, until the 3DS one, New Leaf. And I don't even think I owned it literally until that year. We were at, like, I knew of the games, and I, like, played them at friends' houses. But I never, like, felt like, I mean, they didn't make one for the Wii U because Nintendo hates their fans yeah and i didn't really understand the one on the wii so the 3ds was the first i didn't like i don't think i really bought games for the wii at the time so i played the 3ds one and loved it and then obviously when they announced the one for the switch that was just like a surefire thing but mm -hmm. yeah so i'm basically in the same boat as you with the with new horizons where i played it a lot when it came out i think i fell off like honestly in like may which was like before they announced the summer update yeah. and then i didn't play it for like straight up a month and a half i think at all and then came back like after they started like the stuff that's more recent where you can go like swimming and stuff yep. and all i can say is i'm glad that when i came back this dog named goldie who was one of my islanders who at one point had a cold at one point and i gave her medicine you know how they give you like a yeah. gift or something back yeah she gave me back as a gift a trash can 
and I had made it my mission to exile her from my island for like weeks and it would not happen. I dug pools of water around her house so she had a one block square to enter and exit her house. I put up barbed wire fences around her house so no one else would go near her and anytime I walked past her in the morning, uh, I would, when the little, like, exclamation point above her head would pop up, I would just run away from her and not talk to her. <laughs> and then one of the strategies I did, which I realized there's, is actually, like, the opposite, is if you send any mail to your Islanders, they, it just counts as, like, interacting with them. It's not like yeah. they have, like, a text recognition thing that's going to be like, yep. oh, the intent of this message is <laughs> malicious. <laughs> because I, for a good week, would repeatedly send her messages along the lines of, you're going to die tonight, you bitch. <laughs> like Dennis Reynolds in It's Always Sunny. <laughs> and it didn't work, but then when I came back after a month and a half, I had that that little, when Isabel gives you her dumb PSAs at the beginning, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, Goldie's leaving tomorrow. And I was like, good riddance, you stupid Did ass. Did you go say goodbye? No. I, um, pretty much anyone that, there was one Islander who tried, there were a couple Islanders who tried to leave. Um, and there was only one that I was like, yeah, stay. I like you. And then the other one, I was like, yeah, you can get the hell out of here. I don't care. Yeah. Do you have any of like the rarer ones that like, I'm I not like that in tune with like what's rare. I just know if there's like a wicked, cause I have like I the stuffed know. animal, like bear. I don't know what I the know rare what ones are. I have yeah. like a robotic bird named Sprocket who I think is really cool. Is it like a bird um, that's like straight up a robot? Yeah. That's definitely a rare one. Uh, I can I can send you a picture of him if you'd like, but he um I he's probably my favorite islander that I have. He's just he looks really cool. What, what's his like personality? Does he act like a robot? He's, or yeah, he... no, he's he's got like the gym rat personality. Oh, that's that's like a Terminator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your islander is going to die. I will yeah. tell you on the opposite of that spectrum. Stitches, who I have, which is the little like stuffed animal bear that he's all like multicolored and stuff. Mm -hmm. That guy is a little freak, and I love him. He will like literally tell me he's like last night bugs crawled all over me when I was sleeping, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that that I stop. I do nothing. I stop at no cost to ensure he never leaves. I put a picture of Sprocket in the Google Doc. All right, let me see this. He's right. like a robotic like bird, like straight up. All right. He's got like feathers it's though. Loading. Um, I'm trying to think. Let me just refresh it because it's loading. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, yeah, I I love this new Animal Crossing. Um, and oh yeah. Like if I, I'm sure if I got back into it, I just wouldn't put it down again. Um, oh, I, it just loaded. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's like it's like He's his neck jacket. up is a robot. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> everything else is everything else is uh is real bird maybe i feel like we got we have less of a terminator situation more of a robocop <laughs> or yeah like like he was hurt and they <laughs> like, like they built him up stronger <laughs> better than ever and they embedded a chip inside of him that was like you will get swole you will tell everyone <laughs> about fitness yeah no but yeah i agree with what you said this definitely is like the peak animal crossing because there's not Absolutely. really anything you can do to fuck up an animal crossing other than turning it into a mario party game without the mini games so yep. like yeah like i definitely did you do any of the turnips i because i remember when like the because this game still is like selling so well so it's not mm -hmm. like this game has not waned in popularity but it was when right. it was like everyone tweeting about it and shit yeah chrissy yeah. teigen tweeting about it that's when you Dude, know it was so popular and, for for like months oh yeah i but, like you i couldn't open twitter without seeing anything about it oh yeah because like every celebrity because like we said like it came out like right when 
yeah. everyone was like every area was, of this country. It was, was everyone's quarantine. like way of being outside without being outside. Yeah, like going oh, fishing 100%. and catching bugs is they were living vicariously through Animal Crossing. Yeah, because nothing says catching insects and fish more like staring at your baby Nintendo console, according to Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I was gonna say like around that time, I remember you texting me about the turnip stuff, and honestly, yeah, I still have not. I bought them once at one point, and that shit just stresses me out way it too was, much. Dude, yeah, it's it's stressful. There was a week I think when I texted you, it was I could not find a turnip price. That was like my island. It just kept decreasing. I got like mm-hmm. the bad one that just decreases from the first day, um, yeah. and so I was texting everyone I knew that had the game like, "Hey, like, what are your turnip prices? I need to sell." I eventually ended up going on Reddit, um, and someone posted, "Oh, like my like turnips in my town are selling for like three hundred, uh, three hundred bells," and I was like, "Okay, well, I have like a million dollars in turnips and just went and sold them." Uh, and I ended up just like profiting a ton. Was it just someone that like let you like add them as a friend or something? Or yeah, like, so you, oh, they yeah. just like post a dodo code. There's like a whole website for it. Uh, and like you <laughs> have, I've like, heard about that on podcast. Like, get, get in a queue. You have to wait in line for your turn so that you can go and sell your turnips <laughs> on their island. Uh, and I got in line and I waited. And the guy charged like one gold, one like gold ore. Oh, yeah. So I just brought him a gold, dropped it on a table. He like, he let me in. And then I just went and sold all my turnips, uh, and I ended up making a ton of money. See, like, because I heard that, like, in those, like, metagame type things that people are doing, that people, like, request specific things in, like, return for you, like, go in their island. And the only thing, if I was in that situation where I had, like, a wicked high turnip price, my thing right now is that, because if you fully, like, upgraded your house... Uh, I think I have, yeah, yeah. Because the last thing you get, uh, yeah. the basement. The yep. last, that's the last thing you get, because they know the real American dream is not to be a homeowner, but to be a homeowner that has a basement. Yeah. And sure. my goal was to fill my basement with squids. <laughs> and so every squid I catch just gets immediately put into my basement. And it is like, I right now, in my basement right now, there is, because I just like turned it on recently when I got back into it. And my basement just has like, the most disturbing like fur pattern like wallpaper and flooring and then there's like a wear open neon sign in the back a skeleton in the middle of the room and then the walls are just lined with stacks of squids oh my and god if i had a high turnip price i would demand people give me the squids squids as and many just, squids as they can yeah, bring. bring as many squids as you can fit in your pockets so the problem is that their pockets would be stuffed with turnips so they'd probably only bring you one squid any squids that have squids. <laughs> a squid's a squid. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you slice it. <laughs> Are you cutting up squids in your basement? Hey, uh, Nintendo doesn't allow that. Yeah, that's fair. Because one of their properties is squid-based. And <laughs> that's true. If you're a kid, you're a squid. Yep. So, <laughs> all right. So I feel like that's a good amount of uh, Animal yeah, Crossing. Sure. Let's see. Let me think of... Uh, so that was one... We both had... I'm trying to think. All right. I played... I would be interested to see you talk about Death Stranding because I played that okay. for a while right when it came out, but I haven't played it since. So I want to see what you've been playing it like. I was hoping that uh, you might have some stuff to say on this because... How far uh, are you? Just like curious. I've know? literally played it for like an hour. Okay. Because I... Bought I, it, I okay, bought it a week me. ago. Played it for mm-hmm. an hour. And then um, like I 
I put it on pause. There was this free game. There's this game that was free for a weekend that a couple of my friends were playing Are on PC. Are you playing on PC also? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I jumped in playing that game with them on PC, um, and I haven't gotten back to Death Stranding since. I went down the Cape this weekend, otherwise I would have been playing it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm, hope- I'm trying to find some time this week to jump back in. I played for an hour. Uh, I'm liking it so far. Uh, and when I say I played for an hour, I mean I watched 40 minutes of cutscenes and played for 20 oh, yeah. minutes. You got to see Norman Reedus, like, yeah. his sick motorcycle wipe out at the beginning. Yep. And then he gets to you, watch some footprints. I think I there's probably a way. I mean, I, like, idle a lot on my PlayStation because when I go to do shit, because I have, like, a two-monitor setup where, like, I can, like, have a split or... I use, a, like, desktop Mac and have, like, a two-monitor setup, and then I have, like, a switcher where I can just switch one of the monitors to my PlayStation. So a lot of That's time what I do I'll with leave... my PC and my consoles. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times I just don't, like, turn off my PlayStation, so I definitely, like, don't have the most accurate, like, in-game hour counts and shit. Yeah. But I want to say... So I think total... This is... I'm going to do something quick. Let me Google it. I want to okay. see... Death Stranding. So I've are you looking the up trophies. the total runtime of the game? Well, total uh, chapters. Because I just want to say, this game... Okay, so there's 14 chapters in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And this game has the most weirdest... First of all, I'd like to say that I eventually want to get back in this game and beat it. Because I probably... To get back to the playtime thing, I think realistically, I have put in like 30 to 35 hours. And I want to say I got to chapter six or seven of 14 all right so like i can't remember if right when you finish that cut scene if they consider that chapter one or if it's a prologue yes there's a prologue i think i barely started chapter one okay i don't really think i've done anything to it like i know so i the last thing i did was i went to they had to dispose of a body for some reason oh yeah and then uh there was something with the bodies they explode (laughs) okay good to know they that lore in that game is something that could only come from hideo kojima's mind and that's what kept me playing that game because shit like that in the beginning where they're just taking you to like a place to dispose of a body with no explanation when you like slowly like learn the lore in this world of why they're doing the things they do it is just awesome (laughs) yeah i i'm like really excited to play it i just like i've i've got distracted um, I've got a bunch of other stuff like I like work and then I have a bunch of other stuff that I like to do after work. And most of it's just playing video games. And then, yeah, yeah Death Stranding has been taking a backseat. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But what I will say to you is like when I was saying the weird pacing with that game mm-hmm. is that I think chapter one is like basically like the really tutorial section. And then right. chapter two is like a decently sized area where you do like a couple of missions in. That still probably takes like two to three hours. It'll be like mm-hmm. two hours if you just do this shit. Right. And then you go to a second area. And chapter three, if I'm remembering correctly, is the chapter that I think of my like 35 hours I've played the game. I think I played chapter three for like 18 hours. Oh my god. It is literally like a full game's length. If you're not just doing the missions. Yeah. Because you kind of look around for shit. Because there's a ton of, like, upgrade shit you can start doing at that point. But it's, like, literally, like, such little amounts of cutscenes until, like, the end of it. And then, mm-hmm. like, they start, like, putting you, like, chapter four and five, I think. We're, like, literally, like, 20 minutes each. And are, like, 
actual like set piece type things that have like cutscenes. Yeah. That game is like that game like there's a part that I will literally just say to you where you know how you can make Norman Reedus shower? Yeah. And he gets naked and then they show like ads for his AMC show. Yep. There is a cutscene where uh Guillermo del Toro gets in the shower with Norman Reedus and it is just for <laughs> it's just as uncomfortable for Norman Reedus as it is for the like player. Yeah. Well, and, but there's, there's justification to it. There's that's that vaguely reminds me there's a scene in um Metal Gear 5 mm-hmm. where if uh what's the sniper the the girl's name quiet. in that? Quiet. What is it? Quiet. Quiet. Uh there's I think there's a scene in that game where um, if you don't shower, because if you shower, don't shower, people will say, like, will comment on how dirty you are and how you smell. Pretty yes. sure there's a scene in that game where if you go long enough and you go back to the ship, uh, it just puts you, like, she, you walk by her or something, and then it just puts you into a cutscene where she's getting in a shower with you. Oh, oh that is, you're 100% correct. Because <laughs> what I was thinking when you started to say this is there's actually two possible outcomes for if okay. you like don't shower for a long time because this shit that game was awesome where like the enemies don't they like dump water on you or something (laughs) like uh ocelot i think it is right is the one that troy baker plays he's like the other main character he literally walks up to you with a bucket of water and says and i quote pu boss you stink (laughs) and then dumps water in your head and that is literally hideo kojima like the quick Ten, literally 10 seconds i promise of metal gear why i love that game is that when you were on the base you could walk up to your people and beat the ever-living shit out of them <laughs> and then when they got when they came to and got up they would go thanks for that boss also the way you recruited people was by kidnapping them by tying them to balloons oh yeah like it's just it's such a like weird fun game yeah that game that man i'm still mad to this day that nothing ever came out of kanye's tweet where he just said I know Hideo Kojima is, New York, is in New York City right now. Can someone get me to this man? Yes. Uh, uh, all right. So, so let's see. Video games. I guess one I can, I mean, uh, quickly, because you have, I don't think this is in yours at all, right? Ghost of Tsushima. You haven't played that at all? No, I, I thought about it, but I went with, I decided to go Death Stranding instead. I was Yeah, that's definitely a more, like, by. interesting thing, yeah. yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, I really liked it. Like, I beat it this weekend. And I'm, like, a big Sucker Punch fan of, like, literally all their games. Because, obviously, mm-hmm. God bless Sly Cooper. All yep. the original three. I don't yep. mind the one that another company made. Everyone hates it. Thought it was perfectly fine. Then Infamous. <laughs> those games are awesome. Go Tsushima. To quote the great IGN. And, to like, one of their patented phrases, but to change the fit. It really does make you feel like a samurai. Really? <laughs> But it's also just sick. I would, I did beat it. I really liked it. And then I've been working on trying to platinum it. And it's just like one of those open world games where it's going to take just so long. But yeah. I just feel like there's nothing's going to come out now and for like a while. Mm-hmm. There's no, like there's Cyberpunk. I'm trying yep. to think. There's the Marvel's Avengers game. I'm excited for that. Yeah. People are like way too mad at that game. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I'm going to play the crap out of that game. I'm so looking forward to it. Did you watch like the recent thing they did? Like a kind of. I like... didn't. I okay. know they're doing like a beta, uh, starting soon, or next. Yeah, I'm month. gonna try to get into that cause... I know the PS4 one is. Ex- there's like one for PS4 that's exclusive, and then like a week or two later, they're doing one that's for everyone. Yeah, oh yeah, but what I will say is, you know, you you know me, I'm a big Ant Man guy. 
a yeah. pretty diehard Ant-Man fan. Is Ant-Man in the game? Well, so in the trailer at E3 last year, the like the like little stinger after like the main trailer was like Hank Pym. And he had like a shrink oh. ray gun, but he wasn't Ant-Man. He was just like using a shrink ray gun. And I was like, Ooh. you guys are doing this to me right now. So and then they show in like the in-game world that they show in the most recent thing. They show that like, I think it was like shield is basically like, dissolved or whatever. And they have like, you're like base where you're, you'll go to with like all these like operatives that join. Like that when they're introducing it, like a character goes like, yeah, we're calling it the Ant Hill. It wasn't our idea. And I literally like slammed my desk when they oh said that. And I was like, just just show me that I will be able to play as Ant-Man. And I will not only pre-order this game and spend the money up front right now and not care at all about how it ends up. Right. But I will champion from the mountaintops that there may there is a game where I can play as Ant-Man that isn't Lego Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Uh, yeah that uh so i guess i didn't put this in the document but i guess i could talk about this for a second um i've been doing this thing throughout quarantine uh where i'll join discord with some of my buddies and get really high and just play lego video games and try and solve the puzzles let me (laughs) tell you eric i do all that sober eric stone cold sober they're a lot more difficult when you're high i have so much trouble figuring them out sometimes so I recently sold my gaming computer because yeah. I don't use it at all. Mm-hmm. And I think the only game start to finish in the last year that I played on it was Lego DC Super Villains. So I um, <laughs> I beat the Lego Avengers game. That's yeah, like that one's Avengers okay. 1 and Age of Ultron. Yeah. I'm playing Superheroes and I bought uh, Superheroes 1 and I, I bought 2 and then... During the Steam Summer Sale, all the Lego Batman games are on sale. Mm-hmm. So I have those too. So I've got a backlog of, of Lego games to get through. Yeah, the Avengers one is definitely the worst. For sure. It, wasn't, it was not very good. Lego, the Lego Marvel 1 game was like pretty, it was, it was very, it was definitely like really good for like when you're, you're grading mm-hmm. Lego games on a curve, obviously. It's not like right. a, a gripping story. And, right. Actually, the first yeah. Lego game I played was uh, Lego Star Wars 3, the uh, Clone Wars game. Oh, like, yes. Based on the series. Yes. And the, I will say that the Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 game was actually really good. And just a quick aside, that game came out the year that I took off a year from school at UMass Dartmouth and I had pre-ordered that game to get delivered to me there and just completely Uh forgot. And I was at home, not at UMass Dartmouth. And remember one day just getting the notification that it got delivered to (laughs) UMass Dartmouth. And I had this like internal conflict where I was like, do I want to go drive an hour and 15 minutes right now? And try to use my student ID that might not be valid since I'm technically not a student here right now. Yeah. So instead, I just literally let because they I imagine they just sent it back eventually. Yeah. And I got refunded or just perpetually that game just sat in that mail room. For I like, like to think that it's still sitting there. Yeah. Even though or I imagine like one of the workers after like after like two or three weeks would just like take it. Yeah, those guys did not give a shit. <laughs> no, they did that not. worked in there. I got no. so many Amazon packages delivered there, and they were the worst. Dude, it was it was a basement, and every time you walked in, there were just a bunch of cardboard boxes like lining the hallway. It was literally a basement in their like music building. Yeah, it was like the College in of the... Performing Arts' basement. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but 
yeah, that game definitely. I ended up just buying it digitally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Played it, but all right. So let me think. We got got go quick Ghost of Tsushima side. Last of Us Part Two. We're gonna get into Animal Crossing. Pokemon Shield. There's not really much I can say about it. I beat that game when it came out. The DLC came out. It's pretty fun. It's one of those games that I like to just like put on while I watch it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I just grind. Like I've completed the Pokedex in that game. I think I've played like six six or seven hours in Sword. Yeah. I wanna get back into it, but uh it's pretty low on my list. Yeah, it's it's like really easy. It's not yeah. challenging at all. I don't yeah. think I don't think in the in the main story I lost a single battle. Yep. And I honestly didn't even like when I beat it, I didn't even do that much like the battle tower shit. I would literally just go around the wild area and just do raids nonstop mm -hmm. with one of my roommates. And it was like pretty fun. The DLC was even was just as easy, but then it's just more raids. Uh -huh. And they added like, I think like a hundred of the Pokemon that they didn't put in. I was never like, oh, really? there's the people that were like pissed when you can put all your Pokemon. In. I never really cared that much. Like they put 400 Pokemon in the base game. Yeah, and that was like. Lot. I was like, that's fine. Like, I don't really care. I'm also yeah. not one of those people that hates Trubbish. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I don't really fall into that category of Pokemon no. fans that wants to just be angry at the world. But, yeah, DLC was pretty they're fun. Like old men who, yeah, who play like, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, they're in their 30s and they're like, yeah. they made, in, in a single breath, they'll go, they'll go, oh, they made the trash bag Pokemon and the ice cream cone Pokemon. And then they'll turn around to their, like, plush or figurine of muck on their shelf which is literally just slime it's with just eyes yeah. and there's just so many all right gem one overrated Ooh, hot, take. Hot, take. hot take best pokemon generation right now i'm gonna throw the hot take in here right now gen four give me the Sinnoh remakes gen four. i want to see i champion I really this know day. What generations are which games is gen four that was diamond and pearl okay yeah i'm, I'm with you then Diamond and Pearl were like the first as as a kid was the first one that I played all the way through and beat. Oh yeah, that was me too, which is probably why it's the best yeah. in my opinion. But yeah. I champion to this day the greatest legendary Pokemon of all time is Heatran because mm -hmm. it's just you cannot just if you were to describe Pokemon like a like any given Pokemon to like your parents or like your grandparents, you could be yeah. like, oh Pikachu. Well, that's not a good example. Everyone knows Pikachu, but you're yeah. like, oh, uh, let me think. You're just Charizard. like. Yeah, you're like, Charizard, oh, it's a big orange dragon. They're like, okay, I can fire. vaguely picture that. You could not describe Heatran to literally anybody. Because it literally just looks like if you took an alligator and instead of having its long, like, head with nose, you just remove <laughs> that and place the face on the body. And, and then just gave it legs. <laughs> and instead of, like, a tail... It has, like, the tail that, like... It's like a triangle at the, at it the back. It has, like, what a deer's tail is like. What yeah. I imagine it looks like if you don't have the fur on it. <laughs> and it's also steel fire type, which is, like, disgusting. Yeah. In terms, like, you just get fucked up. Yeah. Like, you're just gonna get bopped. Absolutely. And I love that little fucker. And <laughs> I want them to crank in all the gimmicks from Sword and Shield into a Diamond and Pearl remake and let me Gigantamax Heatran. I would love a Diamond and Pearl remake. I will tell you right now, so you played enough of the game to have, like, to know, like, the Dynamaxing shit, right? Yes. I cannot unsee doing a mill tank raid and seeing a giant mill tank in front of me whose fully animated udders were larger than my player my player character 
And I like had to take I like had to like take a step back for a second and like look at myself in the mirror and say like is this really what you want to do with your time right now? I don't know. You you had an existential existential crisis in that moment. Yeah, I was like what have I contributed to society? Do my parents love me? And uh, anyway, so Pokemon, I am yeah. 23, you are That's 23, Pokemon. we both still care about Pokemon. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see, we got, what is Hell Let Loose? So I earlier when I was talking about Death Stranding, I mentioned that game that was free. Yes. So Hell Let Loose is like a game in beta right now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically a World War II sim. Okay. Um, so it's, it tries to be pretty realistic. Um, it's a very difficult game to be good at. I mm-hmm. still suck at it. I've been playing it for like a week. Um, but it is very fun. I'm playing it with a couple of my friends. Uh, we just like squat up and, uh, and you know, we're, we're talking in game chat a little bit. It's very involved. Um, you have to like set up supplies, which will help you like spawn faster, which will help you. Um, it, it just like, it's very in depth. Uh, but to be, to be good at it, you really got to like jump in. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Does it have a battle royale mode? It doesn't. It's fifty v fifty like team battles. Okay, so um, they've done like the right thing and basically made a battle royale, but not dumb. Yeah, where it's just like the fun of the battle royale idea. Exactly, is the amount of people. And you not just that get you can build spawning. walls. Yeah, and Fort, Fortnite. Drink your, <laughs> drink your chug jugs. Fuck Fortnite. I will literally take Fuck a G sip. All the way. I have G fuel right next to me right now. I've just got water. I've got. I'm going to take a nice... This is some ASMR. This is Trevor <laughs> sipping his G Fuel. We're going to put you to sleep with this ASMR. <sighs> that tastes like gaming. I'm, I'm sure... I've actually never had G Fuel. I got G Fuel for the first time when I went to PAX East. Because mm-hmm. G Fuel just, like... They post up there, and they just give you so many, like, free yeah. samples. And it's like... There's, I don't know. They always have, like, good deals on it. And... The only thing was, like, the shipping would always take a while. Oh, uh, thank you for your <laughs> move. <laughs> NHL and Madden, of which I'll have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I was literally, I was going to say something about it, but I was like, I'm literally just going to say I've been playing NHL. Do you know what Madden. I was thinking about? Because <laughs> we'll definitely continue this podcast for a while, and I mentioned this to my roommate Kyle at one point, that when I was trying to think of different, like, I don't want to have too many. Like, we can have, like, like certain, like, just we haven't even mentioned yet, but we're just obviously going to throw out that him, me, and Eric are both big fans of uh, Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation yes. podcast, yes, and they have their good, good little podcast. like recurring things they do every week, like when they read the yep. uh, the game stuff like that, like little like bits or whatever. And I was thinking about because obviously we're in unprecedented times right now, yep. and there's uh, nothing really happening in the world. But one day when uh, the world is back to what it is, and uh, they have sporting events again. I would like to pitch a weekly. Uh, I literally can't think of the word. I'm trying like to think. Like a sports like segment. A se- I literally can't believe I couldn't remember the word segment right now. Okay. But hey, I, I was thinking of a segment. Earlier, so. <laughs> I was thinking of a segment where literally just for five minutes you just talk about sports okay. and I act just really interested <laughs> for I five think- minutes. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I give you like some like scores and stats or something, and then you try and tell me what happened. Okay, I actually, we could, we that could idea is one. way better than what we I had. 
I think it'd be fun. <laughs> no, I like your idea so much more because I don't know how much, but not to spoil any of the questions that we have, but yeah. I don't know. I can't remember how familiar you are with Ben 10. Not at all. <laughs> all right, good. Because I'm going to let you go first question. when we get to that question. <laughs> That's why I literally bullet pointed for you the original 10 aliens because I could have yeah. named them off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, but, I was going to say, right. that definitely was for me. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely like your idea of either, yeah, points or anything related, like fantasy, sport related, or just naming yeah. athletes. I would have oh, literally no idea. I'd go with some, like, some like weird trivia questions for you about sports that you try and answer. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> if you are literally even just in this episode at some point, if you can find like five sports trivia questions, yeah, we can do that after uh, we can get after we do the Last of Us thing. I like that before we end the questions. Okay. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, we've been we've been going for like 48 minutes. Something of maybe like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, do we want to the rest of the video games? Jump I'd to say, yeah, we let's just both talk about like briefly like the shows we've been watching because I think sport, uh, shit, podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I just wanted to say sports cast. <laughs> a podcast. Sports cast. That's what I've always aspired to be from the moment I was born was a legendary sports caster. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think, we already mentioned we can quickly do podcasts. We have both been listening to Sacred Symbols. The, I had the Giant Bomb podcasts uh snark tank which is chris reagan of sacred symbols and youtube his yep. podcast he does what were what were any of the podcasts you had like nfl i had sacred symbols uh there are a few nfl podcasts that i listen to um i've been watching the show scrubs again which uh i'm sure we've talked about this before but it is my favorite show of all time i love that show to death and i watch it at least once a year sometimes I... twice a year I have um, never w- watched that show like on streaming start to finish, but I think I have watched every episode. There's like a season one they don't have the actual like original cast, right? Yeah, that's that season only... nine. That doesn't exist. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I have seen like probably every episode from all the other seasons, just like on Dave Comedy Frank Central or something. Is like. Antaria, I think, is in that season? Who was the is first person you said? Dave Franco. That I literally had no idea. <laughs> Dave Franco's in that season. Aziz Aziz is for sure in season eight, which is the last like season. So season nine is like a spinoff. Yeah. uh, And it's called like Scrubs, like in uh, medical school or something like that. And it's essentially just like kids in med school who are like at the hospital learning, like waiting to essentially become like residents and and full time doctors or whatever. Uh, So the in the last season of like the regular show, uh, or of like of regular Scrubs. Um, Aziz Ansari is in a few episodes. He plays like an intern or something, um, on, uh, on that last season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like, no, that show is definitely like JD, it's old. one of the greatest television protagonists in comedy history. Absolutely. I'd argue that man, I'm really, I literally am blanking on the actor's name. Uh, Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Is one of those like actors that like I stop and wonder often where where is he? <laughs> what he, happened to Zach Brown? So he like directs stuff now. Uh, I was literally about to say. Um, so the reason I brought that up is I'm they are doing a Zach Braff and Donald Faison who are uh, Turk and JD. Yeah, I was gonna say um, they are doing a rewatch podcast for Scrubs, where mm-hmm. essentially they're watching an episode and then like talking about it, and they're having guests from like who were characters in the episode 
Uh, mm. Recently, they had Tom Cavanaugh, who plays the Reverse Flash. Oh, oh, I know Tom Cavanaugh. That um, guy's awesome because he plays JD's brother um, in in Scrubs, mm-hmm. and he's but he was in a couple episodes. But uh, so the most recent episode was with him, uh, and that was a pretty good listen. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That I feel like those two actors too must have had like great. Just person, like not even just like beyond set. Like you can tell when you watch that show, that like, uh, this is Donald Faison, right? Yeah. And Zach Braff, like definitely. You just watch that, and you're like, there's no way those guys weren't like friends outside they, of like, that. After yeah, that. they talk about it all the time. Like they, the, after that first season of Scrubs, they're just talking about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The two of them live together that entire <laughs> summer, yeah. just like in New York, like just like doing like different movies, and they just like they were straight up just living together for like three months. And then they like, were essentially just best friends from there on out. That's some wholesome content right yeah. there. Oh yeah. So we got, we got scrubs. All right. We got, I forgot to put this in mine. So this actually works in the favor that we both watch it, but I did watch Palm Springs. Dude, last Palm week. Springs was awesome. Yeah. That movie, like I only watched like one trailer, I think for it. Yeah. And I don't even think I watched it the whole way through, so I don't know how much they even really, like, quote, spoiled for that. But I had no idea what, like, the hook was to that movie, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was such a good movie. Um, like, I, like, was so blown away. I, um, what, I was just expecting it to kind of be, like, a, you know, like, a pretty good comedy. I thought it was, like, amazing. Um, Andy I, Samberg is, like, you could put Andy Samberg in literally anything, and it'll like automatically at worst be like a seven out of ten. For sure, Kristen Milotti was fantastic in it too. Yeah, uh, and and especially since most people know her just from being in like three episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. So like, uh, I genuinely think I don't remember the character's name, but the guy who he did J.K. coke Simmons? with, the guy who did coke with that one night. And then they, uh, and then he like was trying to kill him every pretty much every oh, night yeah, after yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like J.K. Simmons character, yeah, yeah. Like J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that actor. He was he was straight up my favorite character. That is like, like the funniest so shit when they like introduce the backstory to him, <laughs> yeah. where it's like he just comes and hunts me, and how because the premise is so good, where it's like yeah. obviously it's a spin on like the Groundhog, the Groundhog Day type Day, premise, yeah. and they play up the fact that it is so integral to the movie that like. They uh, they wake up where they woke up that day every day, and so like when they introduce that early on, where like Andy Samberg's character and it's Chris, is it Kristen Melody right? Yeah, her name was yeah. Their characters are like waking up, and obviously hers. There's like a big like reveal mm-hmm. as to her thing. Because yep. obviously, don't want to spoil for uh, all the loyal listeners too much this movie, but the fact that they bring up the fact that J.K. Simmons' character like was at home. Like five hours, or is it like a? He's like because yeah. it takes place in California, obviously. And he, he was like, like in, in the city. Irvine, California, and like the wedding was like in LA or something. So yeah. he was like far away and had to drive. So that justification where it's like he shows up sometimes to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the motivation, also, yeah, like because I get you. Yeah, it's not too much. This isn't really yeah. like a spoiler of a scene, but just the scene where he goes and visits him. Yeah, it's so and good. One of, the one end, of goes, those want to kill me. Some of the stuff where uh, where Andy Samberg is just talking to Christian Melody's character, like, yeah, like, you can try and kill yourself. You're just going to wake up back there again. Like, we can skip all this. You're just going to waste a bunch of time. Like, I just, I thought it was so funny. I haven't the- laughed at, out loud as hard as I did as the scene where they go to the bar, like, in, like, a Footloose-type <laughs> motif. 
where they just go in. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, don't they just like go in and start like dancing and shit? And yep. they're like, and people are just they're in like a dive bar, like, with, like with a bunch of like, bikers. Shit. Yeah. I love. Yeah. yeah, that movie was like it far. Ex- I already expected it to be like funny. Like yeah. I said, just like with Andy Samberg. And then I've seen some stuff that Chris Milani's in, and like I've seen a lot online. People are just saying like most people just know her from the How I Met Your Mother thing, and that gives her yeah. such like a disservice of like how yeah. talented she is. And the two of them, it's just like powerful that whole movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. Oh yeah. So let's see. We got those. We got all right. Let's see. I guess I'll I'll say quickly. All right. So I have been rewatching Psych. Which have you ever mm-hmm. watched Psych? I watched part of the first season in high school i was never really able to get too far into it yeah season two is definitely like that shows like picking up point of when it Mm -hmm. really gets good but they like that show ended like in 2014 i want to say when we were like juniors in high school and i watched like the second to last season on netflix and then watched like the last season when it was on air and so it ended that year and then in 2017 they did a tv movie which was like i'd probably say like in hindsight i'd probably give it like uh if, I, if we're going to give, like, decimal point things, I'd say it's, like, a solid 7.5 out of 10. Like, it was good. It was, yeah. like, obviously, it's, like, a reunion type thing, so it's good. And then they just put out, like, two weeks ago now, I think. Yeah. They did a second TV movie that would launch exclusively on Peacock, which is, like, whatever channel that is is, like, streaming service because they're just turning the internet into cable now. Yeah, it's NBC's and, streaming service. Yeah, it's, like, free. You don't... There's ads on it, but you can just watch it for free. And... That second movie was, like, when I say, like, the first one was, like, a 7.5 out of 10. Like, I enjoyed it when I watched it. I was, like, but it's like it was nothing, like, crazy. This second one, me and, like, my roommate Kyle, who also has, like, the background of watching that show, like, a ton, we both were literally, like, dying laughing that, like, whole movie. Because yeah. I feel like they spaced it out. Like, it was three years in between the show ending and the first movie and then three years again where it's still, like feels like it's another like reunion type thing where like you just get excited when characters pop up and yeah. every like introduction of like a character is like just spot perfect. on oh yeah. yeah so i've just been like trucking through that again a little bit kind of just watching like the middle seasons and mm-hmm. then occasionally watching the uh occasional episode of better call saul which is the greatest show on air I'm, i haven't watched is season five the most recent one? Oh yeah I haven't watched season five. I watched the first episode. I'm, uh, I keep meaning to try and get to it. Uh, it's but, so, yeah. so season. I already loved that show. Cause that my dad got wicked into breaking bad, like a year after it ended. And when they started better call saw, I want to say it was our senior year and him and I were like, Oh, well, let's watch this together. And so we watched the whole first season. It was like good. It was like, I'd mm-hmm. say it's like, it was like great. It's not just good. And then, by the time season two ran like came around that was when we started college and i would either be home the nights that it aired and watch with my dad or like watch and then talk to him about it like through text the next day and that's basically mm-hmm. just like how it's gone the whole show and yeah. this like newest season i would either i would like straight up either like make my make it a plan to go home and watch it with him or like even then, I would watch because we don't do we don't have cable in our apartment, so I would watch it the next right. morning on iTunes. I went through just about every live TV free trial online <laughs> to because so I was like, I need to watch these episodes like right when they're airing. Yeah, it was so like I highly recommend that, especially now when we're in the nightmare hellscape of Absolutely. the planet Earth. Yeah, no, I, that's definitely high on my list of stuff to watch. 
Oh yeah. Um, I've got a few things that I want to get through. Oh yeah. But that's high. That's high up there. The only other thing, the only other show I want to get to here that, and then I'll let you talk about the last few things you had was uh, I just watched all of Party Down, which oh, I was love like a Party Down. Okay, so I had no idea what that show was, oh, and every so time I went on Hulu, it was always at the top of the homepage, and I would always be like. All right, this just kind of looks. So you can get what I say when I say it. Kind of just other than seeing like Adam Scott or like Jane Jane Lynch, I'm like this yeah. kind of just looks like generic. <laughs> the Dude. thumbnail yeah. picture they do for it, and I finally just like all right, I'm bored. One day I went and watched it. That show is phenomenal. It's so funny. Uh, everyone in that show is like so good, and then it's got like a killer cast way back in uh, like the early 2000s. Oh yeah, it's got like Adam Scott, Martin Starr, Megan Mullally's oh, in it. I literally forgot Martin Jane Starr. Lynch, yeah, because I was gonna Bell's say Megan. Yeah, she's recurring. In it, like, yeah. They're both Karen King, Kim, uh, Ken Jong are recurring. Yeah, and it's such a good show. I was gonna say even when they do like and the Marina. classic sitcom, sitcom thing of like switching Jane Lynch left and then they bring in Megan. Is it Megan Mullally? Megan Mullally. Me- Megan Mullally. I always like forget yeah. her name, and. Uh, like, because it's just like the odd pronunciation or odd enunciation of the amount of L's in that name, yep. and my brain just skips over it. But she literally, and it's again, it's like something where they don't just have her fill in that role or mm-hmm. archetype. She like immediately when she comes in, like justifies her role in that show. Yep, <laughs> so so good, so good. Yeah, I love I love that show. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I, it's a great show. All right, so what do you have? Uh, so I've heard a few things. I I watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That just um, ended, obviously. Yeah, I'm actually not fully caught up uh, because I was gonna just watch all the last like four episodes are essentially like supposed to be like a movie, mm-hmm. like last three or four. So I I was gonna watch those with some friends who said they wanted to watch them with me. Haven't gotten around to it, so I I I've just kind of put that on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Entourage again, which. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Entourage at all. I know, like, vaguely of it. So it's, like, it's produced by Mark Wahlberg, and it's essentially supposed to be his story of going, getting to Hollywood with his friends and, like, in you know, just living in Hollywood with the p- people he grew up with. Um, quick, quick aside, I don't know if, not to completely derail you, but I don't know yeah. if, obviously, like, my roommate Dan, who you know, yeah. have I ever told you about Dan's ties to Mark Wahlberg? No. So Dan's uncle... Like Dan's dad's side of the family grew up in Dorchester, mm-hmm. and Dan's uncle is like best friends with Mark, really? and is like his personal trainer. Oh shit! And Dan would just like periodically send like show us like send our group chat like pictures of the one that was the first time when he because he just I was friends with Dan for like maybe like six years before he even brought this up, yep. and there was just a picture of Mark Wahlberg in the, on one side. Dan's uncle in the middle and Post Malone to the right. What? <laughs> just hanging out and Dan's like, my uncle at Post Malone. And we're like, well, you're completely discounting the fact that Mark <laughs> Wahlberg is there too. <laughs> yeah. So I've never asked if Dan's uncle is given a do in Entourage. So I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, do you know if they name the characters in that show by like their real life? No, it's not their real names. Okay. But like there's one character whose name is Turtle. And uh, he's based on someone whose nickname in your life was Donkey. Okay. So they just uh, so give him another, of, yeah. another slow animal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, all right. Not, so back back on the track of it. Like, Entourage what, is a like, terribly fantastic show. 
Okay. Like, uh, do you know the Bechdel test? No. I'm so the, actually, it sounds familiar, but... The Bechdel test is... I'm going to get this wrong, so I'm going to look it up. But essentially, a, a show fails the Bechdel test if uh, two women have a conversation... Oh, I know this. Men. So, uh, it's essentially a measure of, like, the representation of women in the show. Yeah. Um, and so, if two men talk to each other, not about men, it passes the Bechdel test. Uh, mm. Entourage does a series, eight seasons. Some of the seasons are, like, 22 episodes. Passes the Bechdel test seven or eight times, depending on interaction <laughs> that you count. <laughs> so it's uh, it's very early two thousands. They like they say like the R word a lot. They say like the F word a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just uh, like fantastic. It's like it's not very good, but it's the most consumable TV show I've ever watched. Okay, um, I might add that to like the mental should, list of. You should watch it. It's. It's a it's a trip. I love the show. Um, like, unironically, I enjoy watching it. But like, it's not like the substance isn't great. The acting isn't very good at all. But uh, I do very much enjoy watching that show. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna consider that because yeah. I'm looking for something to just mindlessly. It's like yeah, it's eight ra- seasons raw in my seat while I just uh, don't do anything. One of my anything. friends watched the entire thing in like less than sixty hours. Uh-huh. Just sixty hours straight, like didn't sleep. <laughs> just watch the show. It's that so is something, consumable. That's something you hear like someone doing on like a like a meth bender. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, powerful. It, yeah, it's a. Uh, I love it. Um, All right, yeah, and then, and then, uh, then the other... got Wavy Bob. Okay, that's, that's yeah, I've got I've got a about. I got a roommate that watches that. I walk downstairs sometimes. Him and his yeah. girlfriend are watching it. I stare at the TV longingly for a few seconds. I think about where I am, who I am, why are we all here? Why are they not watching Better Call Saul? Because sometimes they watch it. Yep. But yeah. uh, should we just jump into? Yeah, let's go on a lot. Yeah, we've gone for an hour, so we'll do yeah. probably just like I'd say like twenty minutes max for Last of Us, and then bang yeah. out these questions. All right, so Last of Us Part Two review discussion spoilers included it's yep. been out for like over a month now yeah no, yeah definitely. probably like a month and a half we're coming up on two i think yeah so, so all right so to start you played the original one right i did and i played it for the second time uh a couple years ago whenever they released that trailer at e3 that was essentially like the seven minute cutscene where uh ellie and dina kiss yeah that was the year I got a PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. so that I could play that game. Um, yeah, That's my I, favorite E3 where they had the man play the flute. Yeah, and no one no one liked it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, um, I loved the first one. The first one was, uh, was probably one of my favorite games ever. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love the first one. Yeah, because I was going to say, my background, I played it because I've, I've been a PlayStation uh, sh- shrill <laughs> Yeah. Since uh, I got a PS2 when I was like eight or something, so I played the original when it came out. I don't think I can't remember if I. I don't know why, but I don't think I beat it for some reason. Uh-huh. I can't remember. There's some significance. Anyways, I know that because it came out like almost exactly a year later, remastered on PS4. So I played it and beat it when that happened, and. Yep. 
I like think that game is definitely a masterpiece and I love it. But my like only thing I had with the first game was like I loved the story. And yeah. it's not that yeah. I didn't love the gameplay, but it's just like the gameplay wasn't because the only reason I bring this up is that to go into the second one, I think the gameplay is like better. unequivocally like so much better. Agreed. It was still good. Agreed. Like I just saying like I don't think the gameplay was bad in the first one. I think right. that like if it was obviously there's more stuff they could do on the hardware now. Right. That I think the limitations of the PS3 because they were they were pushing the PS3 of, with the first yeah. game. But, One of the things that I think The Last of Us Two really did really well is they listened to like feedback from the first one, mm-hmm. and then they like made they made some changes to like the gameplay based on that, like being able to go prone. Have, yeah. I, have like multiple instead of just being forced to go one way, you kind of have these different routes you could take to get to wherever you were going. Um, I have literally like said to my roommates that like on paper it doesn't sound like a lot but in my opinion adding the ability to go prone in that game with other mechanics obviously they built around it like completely like changes the stealth dynamic and like the immersion of that game definitely because there's something about a game that's like it's not inherently it's not straight up a stealth game because you could just go through that whole game not doing the stealthy route and it's also not a game like dishonor where it's like entirely tailored to either way where there's options but there's something about like the stealth to a degree where it's supposed to be like immersive that like in the original i feel like a game that is third person stealth is trying to be immersive and you can't go prone in it for some reason there's just like a disconnect to me about that because like if you're playing as these characters and you're supposed to immerse yourself in them and they're trying to hide from a threat and they're in knee-high grass and they're not just gonna get on the ground (laughs) (laughs) so going prone definitely for sure yeah the stealth in that game so i guess i didn't really when i was like planning this earlier i didn't really go into too much thinking of how to points to talk about but now in like the, in the moment thinking about it one thing there's a couple like bullet points i think we could go over which is like the yeah. first one is did you like get into like the leaks at all no i completely uh, avoided the leaks as much as i could uh it, and it honestly it wasn't a very like active avoidance of the leaks i just didn't seek them out i knew they were yeah. out there and i just kind of stayed away from just like stayed away from them because like tan before i like give my answer like tangentially like on a scale of one to ten how hyped were you for this game uh probably probably a ten yeah i would like, say I was, I was very excited for this game i so i also would say that i was like maximum this is probably the most excited i was for a game since like i can't even think like maybe like when the day the night that like smash came out for switch yeah. like smash ultimate and then there's games like that like like, like spider-man also yeah Spider-Man was, I, honestly spider-man is probably the only game i was more excited for so i think that i have the most like incoherent way level of hype where this is not like a one-off thing where this hap i do this like actively with few exceptions for something like avengers endgame or something but the second i saw on twitter that this game had spoilers leak i just looked at them right i actively sought them out like right away and that's how i like the last example i can think of doing something like that was when the newer when spider-man far from home came out when spoilers leaked for that i like immediately looked at it i the day that that movie came out torrented like a video camera like version of that movie and watch like specific scenes 
And that's just really? weird. That I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't I didn't do that with like Endgame. And I don't do that with like I guess inherently it's I guess I would say that I'd probably be doing you torrent. What? Apparently only only Spider-Man and Scoob that you torrent. Well, Scoob, fuck Scoob. <laughs> but so I, what I would say is I guess I'd probably put my hype would probably be more of a nine. But that's also because like I would put something like, like I said, like Avengers, something at yeah. a time where that's like I am like literally just thinking about it every moment. But like not like nine is still like I'm wicked excited for it. So that's probably what it was. So the yeah. reason I wanted to ask you with the spoilers and stuff is like. How did you feel about, like, some of the big moments, obviously specifically at the beginning, Joel getting killed? Yeah, so I thought, um, I thought that moment was really, was done really well. Oh, yeah. Um, like having Ellie there, just, like, watching and screaming was, it was, like, a, it was a heavy moment. Um, mm. And I, it was very unexpected for me. Uh, I did not, I, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, this, like, because you're playing as Abby and then, uh, like, Joel and Tommy are helping you out. Uh, it just it came out of nowhere uh, for me, and so mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done. Um, and I, I really, I thought it was a heavy moment. Yeah. So when I looked, because I was trying to remember, because that obviously was one of like the moments that I knew about going in, and it's obviously yeah. also because like that was the moment that once it got leaked, everyone online was like trying to like right. ruin for people because everyone's just an asshole, mm -hmm. but. I think the only specific details I knew straight up going in and they were like very much like the vignette moment and not really like lead up was that Joel was killed by the daughter of the doctor he killed to save <laughs> Ali. And I think the only other specific detail, because I, when I like actively saw the spoilers, I didn't like read everything. I saw that. And then I knew that on Ellie's like initial quest for revenge, it like, ends before like the quote like epilogue section of the game is what i've like considered it like it ends with them both just like walking away which then obviously the actual game does too but like mm -hmm. that first like law after uh abby's entire section but so like the only those being the only two things i had spoiled for me i still thought knowing exactly that she was going to kill joel it's hard to explain, and I'm trying to think the best way to word this, is that knowing just that one detail still added so much, like, suspense and, like, a different way of, like, consuming the story that yeah. was very unique where when I was, like, put in control of Abby, I was like, oh, this is totally the girl that kills yeah. Joel, obviously. But even having that moment spoiled for me, I still got, like, I'm getting, like, like chills again thinking about it, the part where she's, like, the exact moment she's saved by Joel and Tommy where she's like right. back against like the, the fence and she's about to just get bopped. And then Joel comes in and that whole sequence, like you said, going on up to the point that he's murdered is acted. And like, again, I had no idea that Ellie like sprints down there and gets there right before right. he's actually killed. And that was like, like, if I were to go back and play that, it would have like a, like that scene where Joel and Tommy literally save her life. Mm -hmm. It would be like much it would be a lot different. Yeah. Like having that information. Cause one that once like an actual like cutscene started there, I was like, all right, this is like it. This is going to be it. Right. But even it's like, here's the thing is, cause I think both and I, both you and I agree that like by the end of this discussion, we're doing that. We definitely feel a lot more positively on this game than the majority of the people online that clearly yeah. a lot of them didn't even play it. And it's yes. obvious, but I think it's a testament to the level of acting 
and direction that even knowing what was about to happen, the tension that I felt like as if I was watching a movie when they get in there and the second Tommy says, I'm Tommy and this is my brother, Joel. I was like, oh, fuck. Yep. Because I knew he was Joel's not coming out of this whole sequence alive. But the fact that they just smacked. I, I also thought Tommy died. I, I didn't see in spoilers. Never to see Tommy again. Yeah, I, I sure thought he was that they just like cracked his skull open. Yeah, I thought Tommy and, was dead for sure. And then like the fact that she just kneecaps Joel. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So obviously that's like the biggest first sequence. Because obviously we're not going to like sit here and like recount the whole plot, but I'm just trying to think of like big moments. Yeah. Um, um, Cause obviously then you get the whole Ellie day one through three of Seattle. Yeah. I think of so like- I thought, um, I really enjoyed the day one through three as Ellie. I re- I liked playing as Abby too. Uh, part of me when I first switched to Abby was like rushing, was trying to rush through it because oh, I too. wanted to get back to playing as Ellie. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, like I just did these three days as Ellie. I'll probably do like a day as this character, and then we'll go right back to Ellie. Oh, yeah. um, and I like, I I enjoyed that time playing as Abby, um, and I think they did a pretty good job of uh, kind of making you feel for some of the characters. But mm-hmm. um, and you were also kind of like, oh, like I just killed this person. Why would I care? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a mix of both of those. I felt. I think really Owen was kind of the only one that I yeah that I kind in of, terms of like had, both like, in terms yeah. of both sides like mixed cast of like allies I would say like Owen and Mel are like the two that I honestly just like didn't really care about and one of the things I've seen yeah. like with both side types of way people felt about this game is that like both people agreed that like it Mel just kind of seemed like an idiot for being like. Yeah. I still want to go out even though I'm pregnant. Like, right. <laughs> and it just kind of seems like there's like a level of disconnect there. And then Owen just kind of like, I definitely liked Owen more than Mel. Cause there's also yeah. the background of like, he worked like under Abby's dad. And mm-hmm. then that's where kind of their relationship started. Yeah. But it's also just like, he just kind of seemed like an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did like Manny, right. Was his name. Manny. Yeah. yeah. Well, Manny just got, straight up headshotted i was like oh shit oh, you got picked off by tommy right i knew yeah it's during the sniper scene and i saw yeah. like just some tweet about less not like the sniper scene or something and it being like a cool sequence that scene so also i, I want to ask is like did you play this game with like headphones on yes so i yeah i have like the like playstation brand headphones they have like different like tiers they have and there's like the platinum headset is like their most like higher end one which has like there's better like audio stuff you can turn on that has like virtual surround sound and shit and mm-hmm. i would play that at like yeah like i don't know if you went to the audio settings that much but there's like a thing they have a lot in, in a lot of the first party games and then some other games i've noticed like call of duty has it is like the dynamic range of the audio uh i didn't really look at it so that just basically do you know what that means like no it's basically the dynamic range is just like the difference between like the loudest sounds you're going to hear and the quietest okay. and I had it set to maximum because they do, like, the good, like, auto-detect thing and they can tell you're using, like, that headset or whatever. So the thing I'll say about that is, like, when they... And this got me, like, almost every time and I almost loved it for how, like, immersive it was. The people talking to each other would be so much quieter than any given time you fired a gun. 
And the first oh. time I fired a gun in that game, I literally like jumped out of my seat. I shit you not. Like I was playing it the night it came out with and Kyle, who's the roommate I share a room with, was playing like Siege over in the corner. And I was like, dude, and he literally was like laughing because I shot out of my fucking chair. I was like, oh fuck shit. But during that sniper sequence was like the peak of that. Where yeah, it, sure. la- it added a, in my headset. It added a level of like unprecedented stress that it, I've never felt in a video game before where like the moments where you're not given like clear indication of where you're supposed to go or there's like an actual gap you're supposed to get to and like maybe mm. like you're supposed to just take like a little bit of damage or something like right. those parts I would literally be like clenching when I ran because I was like it's about to be so loud and <laughs> again like just to talk about that in general as to what you I agree with what you were saying when you start as Abby I kind of felt like I was like oh, I just kind of want to get through this because they kind of just leave you on a moment where you're like ah this is like a breaking point yeah. at the end of Ellie's like a little like time on there. And honestly, I wouldn't even say it was by the, it was before the end of day one is Abby. I was like, all right, this is cool. Like I like this more. And then during day two of Abby, I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. The part yeah. where you start going to like the sky bridge and shit. Dude, that sky bridge was so cool. I had no idea even remotely that was in this game. And I was like, yeah. And they I, set up there, Abby's there fear of heights of and like, things that they did um i think just kind of traversing seattle in general was was pretty fun yeah uh, no matter who you're playing as just yeah like, like the cool obviously everyone's talked about the one like semi open world area yeah yeah which was but cool because i as and especially did you get the, the part where you can play take on me e, uh i think so because there's a music store i played, I played a can, couple songs Okay, because I think that is one of the ones that's missable, and I think there's I like a music store. One. Uh, was that kind of was that before you got in Seattle? It's in the open world, semi open okay. world section, and it's a completely missable like music store that you have to get into like the yeah, second floor I did. window. I did yeah. get in there. Yeah. I was really like dying because obviously uh, I. D- didn't really even like introduce myself again or anything in this podcast, but people know that I'm, I'm a big music guy. I, I have a mm-hmm. band, I record music and stuff. And I had my like guitar pedal board in front of me on the floor. Well, it's like next to my desk. And I was like looking around the music store and I'm always a big fan of finding like guitars or guitar pedals in video games to see if they actually just try to straight rip something off. And I can't remember if I sent you this Snapchat video because I sent it to, like, a couple people. But there was literally, like, the one pedal model that they made that they were reusing was one of the pedals that was sitting on the floor in front of me. And I was, like, <laughs> I just I saw that. dying. Yeah. And I was, like, this is awesome. But, like, yeah. Like, that level of, like, missable stuff, too, in general. Mm-hmm. Which I'm trying to think. All right. So we've – because obviously we didn't want to spend, like, a ton of time on this. But yeah. kind of thing. we talked about the stealth mechanics – which, I'm thinking, what did you think of the end? I feel like that's probably a good place to leave it off. I, I've, like, thought about it more and more, and I think that I enjoyed the ending, but yep. there's, like, little nitpicky, like, differences yeah. or ways that things are structured that I felt yep. I would change. Because I personally don't have any problem with Abby just, like, walking away. And letting her live. Because... I think people are, like, completely discounting the fact that, like, she was on that, like, resort torture place for, like, three months. Yeah. And then was, like, left for dead 
not long until Ellie found her, but she was still like emaciated and like yeah. So she's and not walking out of this like fine. starving and and like tortured. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I overall I enjoyed the ending. Yeah, I also think one thing that people brought up and I think was the most powerful part of the ending to me and it is like very on the nose is just like and they do such a good job with this with the amount of times you play the guitar in the game is obviously when she goes to play the Joel song yeah. that he played for at the beginning and she can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like also yeah. just like probably the most full circle thing of it all. And I'm just thinking of like the flashbacks again too structuring wise. I still thought that I mean, I don't know. I feel like inherently the game is structured weirdly, but I had nitpicks originally, but kind of felt like it was all right in the end, in my eyes, of how you they end with the flashback of, like, why it is so, like, pressing that Joel died, like, when he did. Yeah. Of them starting to, like, rekindle their, like, relationship. But Yeah, I'm trying, starting essentially to, to patch over what, you know, what Joel had done that she, where she essentially disagreed with his, his decision. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, which, quick aside, before I feel like we wrap up this segment, is, like, yeah. all of the Joel flashbacks were, like, awesome. Amazing. In the game. Which, obviously, yeah. that made people mad. with like, they should have just made another game like that. And I'm like, then... No. The I, fact yeah. that they were given... Those flashbacks are so good because they're, like, set-piece parts that right. could be told completely as vignettes where they don't need to be strung together in like a logical like yeah overarching setting and that they were given they're basically given specific like near fractions of the game to put go all in on like Joel and Ellie writing to get the feel of the first game and I feel like especially the museum part they pulled it off like so well yep but so basically I feel like both of both you and I definitely felt this game was phenomenal i would say yeah, I like it. i definitely I, yeah. yeah like i Probably my game of the year so it's definitely my game of the year so far yeah i don't think yeah because there's not even really been that the only games i really like of note played this year that i really liked and they, i feel like they're still all dwarfed by this are like yeah Ghost. actually and this is my thing is the only game that is my game of the year right now that I forgot about until I really thought and is definitely this is or Last of Us is right below is Persona 5 Royal. But that's okay. <laughs> that's also because I spent 120 hours playing that game and enjoyed wow. all 120 hours. So, but yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree that this game is like a masterpiece and is certainly one of the greatest like mm-hmm. part games of this generation and PlayStation exclusives. Yep. If not, like, the best first party one. But, so, yeah, wanna, that's... What? You want to jump into the questions? Yeah, so, I went on uh, my Instagram story and asked questions, which we got nine of them, cool. and three of them are from one person. I can see uh, that. Yeah, it's from Max. Shout out to Max. So, are we got to start with this question. This question man. was... The, yeah, it's Max Shriction. Okay. who i know from work and he lives uh he w- was not fr- he's not from marshfield where i work but now lives closer to where i live now i'm not trying to just dox myself right now and yeah. we blow well, up and people are gonna doxing ourselves it looks yeah like. um yeah we're gonna get to that one don't worry all right <laughs> so the first question which wasn't asked to me but i felt like it was only right yeah. to put in as number one uh from one nick maloof and the question is 
When are you bringing the podcast back? Right now. Yep. All right, next question. <laughs> Patrick Blinn asks, are you in Daft Punk? Um, I w- Before you say anything, I would like to say that legally we cannot confirm nor deny. You see, we're in the same headspace right now because I was about to plead the fifth. Yeah. Eric's ple- So final answer, Eric pleads the fifth. I take one step out of the fifth and say that I'm legally advised not to confirm nor deny these. It's not even an allegation, but my lawyers we still say to beat around questions. the bush on that. Now, I don't know how your take on this next question is going to be, but Max's first question is emo or ska music? I, I'm leaning ska. Yeah, this is where I'm torn because emo is some of my favorite bands like Weezer a lot of people credit with Pinkerton the kind of like the origins of emo music and then you can't do the skank to say it ain't so that's what you think (laughs) I would like to submit my roommate Kevin (laughs) who I have seen skank to say it ain't so oh man that was so wrong there's also a dope ska cover of that but and then also the other two bands I got a shout out that are big emo bands or say anything and saves the day. God bless them and obviously their super group band Two Tongues, which Eric yeah. knows I was. Yeah. My heart was wretched as I was with picking up Eric to drive back to school when they announced their tour was canceled. Ugh. Eric, do you remember that you made I a do. joke about it in the car ride home, and I, I put both of our lives in risk as hurtling seventy miles per hour down the highway to beat the shit out of you. While driving. All right. Yes, I do remember taking uh, a few Final questions. answer, despite everything I said, ska music, because they're batting out a zero right now, whatever. Again, I don't know nothing about sports. Yep. Is a well, zero you, bad? You the metaphor correct. All I will right, tell yeah. you that. I feel like zero is always bad. Yeah. But uh, I did tweet today, not to shout myself out, that the industry hurting the most during this quarantine era is ska bands because those men tore literally back to back all year. Just to afford, yeah. like, the, like... Just to live. <laughs> they're, like, the cheapest beers you can find. Yeah, PBRs. So, and as I said in the tweet, pour out a nice room-temperature beer and skank around for all the ska bands right now. Shout out to Real Big Fish. Yes, um, yes. Now, the first part of Max's second question is from what he asked, and then I wanted to add in my second one. But what do you think is the worst meme template? Oh, that's a good question. I... Um, well, you think of it, or do you have one? one? My yeah. least favorite, like, new one is the, uh, like, the one where it'll be, like, girls, like, I'm I'm afraid of dying. And then it'll be, like, boy, it'll be, like, bro, dude, we're all going to die. And then the other guy who's, like, yeah, man, isn't that sick? I just, like, I'm generally not a huge <laughs> fan of that. When you, it wasn't until, like, literally, like, the last few words you uttered that I was, like, am I growing old that I don't know this meme format? And then I completely, it all came to me. Yeah, the second it's you got just going to do, like, doodles, the guy with, like, the blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, that one that one sucks. It's definitely immediately comes to mind. That's probably why I didn't remember is my brain has just immediately repressed it. Yeah. I've I would been like seeing to, that one on Reddit a lot, and I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I would like to, like, kind of take some liberties with mine for, like, meme template, but it's, and I've seen YouTube videos about this, too, but it's the mm-hmm. TikTok format where it's, like, the POV videos. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these. I've seen a few of them. I try to avoid them. Yeah, for the uninformed, it's always like a handsome dude. And it's like waking up next to me, POV. And they always, in like to shout out 
16 Leo on YouTube mentioned this, so I don't want to I don't want to plagiarize them. I want to cite it. But they always open with them turn the other way. They always have to turn and wake up and look to the other camera. Like they can't pretend to wake up. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, babe. Oh, you look so pretty right when you wake up. And they're just doing the TikTok boy eyes and shit. And yep. They're like, they pretend to smooch the camera. And every time I watch that, I feel the wrath of my ancestors boiling inside of me <laughs> and saying that we did not, we as a world did not endure travesties like the Holocaust and 9-11 to have some, some young strapping men. I'm not going to lie. I, these, I don't even feel the need. Saying no homo has no place in modern society because no, there's no reason. Not. There's no reason to say that anything other than I'm not afraid to say that nine out of ten of these men are handsome, mm -hmm. and that's how they've been able to have not not have people telling them no. Yeah. <laughs> not to get too dark, but in a lot of ways, but <laughs> specifically <laughs> in these videos to go, man, hey, hey, dude, I'm your other handsome friend. That shit is fucking cringy as fuck, my guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I have to be honest. Uh, I don't know why this. This just popped into my head when you're talking about that. I saw a really good TikTok where uh, someone had like their mom. Their mom like burst into the room. Like, where is she? Like, I know you have like a girl in here. Like, get her out of here. Like, le like make her leave. And the, you can see that there's like something hiding under the covers with the dude like in his bed. And then he he takes the covers off. And he, there's just a duck under there with him. And he <laughs> picks is, it up and carries that it That is outside. like the shit that I actually go, why I go on TikTok. Like it's, it's funny. There is some good stuff on TikTok. The quick one I'm going to say before we go into the the second part that I had the best meme template mm -hmm. is, you know, like the For You tab that it like curates for you like every app does now? I actually don't have the okay. TikTok app. So they have like a following column and then like the For You column that's like all like algorithm curation mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you probably saw the uh, viral one where it was like the really big baby. Yes. So I, the only TikToks I ever actually like have looked at on the app other than making my own shit posts on there is the Weezer official ones that they make that are great. Because mm -hmm. the man Rivers Cuomo was 50, so it's hilarious. Yeah. And then the I looked at the entire profile of like the big baby. And so, for some reason, the algorithms, I was just scrolling through one day, and it was stuff where people used Weezer songs. And then I got this TikTok that I immediately sent to my sister after, and I thought it was hilarious. Where it was a woman seemingly, and it's also during this pandemic, so it's clearly in the South, teaching her child that I want to say was like four months old to swim. And I shit okay. you not, Eric... The TikTok opens with her just yeeting her child into a pool with no, like, floaties on, like a public <laughs> pool. And she gets in afterwards, though, but not in a way that a mother that is concerned for an infant gets in. Like, she, like, nonchalantly gets down. And that baby just, like, floats for a second. <laughs> if babies weren't buoyant... That baby would be dead. Yeah, that one would be the next Casey Anthony. Yeah. Okay, so that was just my quick aside. Best meme template. I'm just going to go in right away. It's that boy. Give hey, me that was good to say that. That boy, it is a lizard on a unicycle. He is oh, always, shit, oh up? shit, what up? He's always coming in. Oh, hey, what up? Oh shit, what up? It's that boy. It's awesome. And the greatest crossover of my world and my, my various interests, because I was always day one into that boy. He came out yeah. around the time of Harambe. Harambe died off fast. Yep. That shit was, that boy t is timeless. 
but say anything when they're on tour that year their song whoa the like chorus of that song is them saying that boy's got whoa and the say anything <laughs> twitter account tweeted can you guys stop yelling dat boy every time max sings dat boy got whoa and honestly it's funny but also stop <laughs> and that was the peak that was the peak of it for me yeah now, honestly I feel like I might I'm highlighting it right now, but this next question I might save for the next one. Yeah, because I feel we like that's gonna go take. Pretty in depth on that yeah, one, that one's a little long. Because even from those two sides, all right, that red I just highlighted with is obnoxious, and I will not have that. It's a very uh, bright, like pinkish red. I'm gonna do like green. <laughs> all right, because there's two sides where, from that perspective, of me playing some shows, and then you also yeah. being a concert goer in many. Yeah. occasions I have, so uh, i have a lot of friends and bands and i've gone i've been to a lot of local music shows so uh, we could probably talk about that for a little bit yeah so max fret not question number three will be saved for a later episode now mm-hmm. trying to think yeah the other ones are all pretty short so this is the last one that i wanted to save i'm going to answer second for this and then okay. you you answer first and i'm going to judge you for the rest of my life on the way you answer i am now, gonna go based on names so liam kane asks Rank, it's not a question, it's a demand, which I like that. Yeah. I like a man that's upfront about his demands. Now, to justify, to, to quickly say, before we start this question, my current Wi Fi network in my apartment is named Naruto is Stronger Than Ben 10 because Dan was in charge of that and it is false. Now, mm-hmm. Liam asks, rank the original Ben 10 aliens. Now, I literally in our Google Doc made a bolded list for Eric of all the names. Now, do you want to start at the worst and go down to number one? Uh, I'm going to start with number one. Okay. And just rank them by the names. Okay. All right. So number one is XLR8, because okay. that's basically Elon Musk's child's name. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> number two is Stinkfly. Okay. So these are the ones you like, right? Yeah. I just, all right, I was just double-checking. Right. I'm not judging Stinkfly. I'm just going to tell you. All right, so three is Ghost Freak. Okay. Uh, then Diamond Head. Okay. Forearms. Honestly, okay. Forearms might, should, should, might be a little bit higher. Okay. Um, then we'll go Rip Jaws. Okay. Uh, Heat Blast. Okay. Wild Mutt. Okay. And then Upgrade, is that it? And Gray Matter. All right. And I think that's all. My short pauses of silence are due to the fact that your number two, your two worst ones are my yeah. two best ones, Eric. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't know them. Now, okay. You're forgiven. I don't You've know what they look like. If I had pictures, maybe yeah, my rankings would be I could different. have done that. I should have done that. All right. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> from Here best to worst, rated by viability by general coolness okay and by my own affinity towards them i will also say to you what their powers were when i say them say them just so you can understand sounds good number one gray matter okay all right gray matter's entire power is that it's just like literally the smartest species in the universe and that species made the omnitrix that ben uses to turn into the aliens Therefore, making him strategically the most powerful alien, oh, if given the right dope. context. What? He looks sick. 
Yeah, he's he's also small as fuck. That was the yeah. whole thing too. Is that Ben would always get there's a point there's a point in the show where Ben fucked up the Omnitrix and would always turn him into the wrong aliens, and that was there's always a the picture comedic of him thing. with Doc Ock arms. Alright, that's he's badass. A, we'll get into that. <laughs> Alright, number two. Upgrade. Upgrade is just a monolithic just sludge of a being that just is made of technology and its whole power is that it can just fuse with any technology and make it sick. Like the first time he uses it, I think he just goes into like one of those like baseball launchers things from like a batting cage and just turns mm -hmm. in like a gun. It's awesome. Okay. The only time it would not be viable is if Ben was in an Amish setting, but that is typically mm -hmm. not where he, aside of one episode in the original series that I think my mind that has wasted its time occupying the space wants to say it was called under wraps. Okay. <laughs> Number three, diamond head. All right. Not much to say. He's made out of diamonds, but he is very durable and very strong. Okay. Okay. Number four, accelerate, which was your number one. Ah. He is super fast. The, again, that's just like strategy wise. When is that not going to be awesome? Exactly. Let me think now. All right. Let me just mentally. I definitely Some thought of this in my head before. All right. Do you know if I just did number four or number five? I think four. Okay. Number five, heat blast. You could assume he's just like fire powers. Mm -hmm. He can also fly. Now note this because there are three. There are two other aliens in this list. That's powers very much circle around flight. Though I find heat blast has other viabilities. Other than just flight. <laughs> okay. I am going to die alone. All right. Number <laughs> six. Rip Jaws. Rip Jaws is literally Ben's like fish alien. Yep. So like anything water based, he's like your Aquaman go to. Though his biggest downside is that he cannot breathe outside of water. Though in the show... There would be very, like, he would stay alive for, like, five minutes, but just be, like, out of breath. <laughs> so I don't know the logistics, but that's what I have to say. All right, yeah. number seven. Uh, forearms, he's over it. Is his f no, wait, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to put that. Number seven, wild mutt. It's basically a dog, no eyes, but it sees the power of smell and hearing. Okay. And he was just kind of cool. <laughs> that's all, right. all I'll say. Didn't really have any advantages. Yeah, he just looks cool. He's just cool. Oh, he could shoot little like spikes, I think. Then no, he never really did that. Alright, number <laughs> eight. Stinkfly. Again, Heat Blast was my one that I would say is the go-to for flight, but also had the firepower. Stinkfly is like a bug looking thing that could fly and shoot like weird goo, but it never really seemed to have a purpose, making it in the uh, this last three that this lumps into is the ones I would say I just don't even give a shit about. Mm -hmm. And then is it f I am literally cannot remember numbers I just said. Yeah, I think you're on nine. Okay. Number nine. <laughs> forearms, overrated. I hate forearms. He's dumb. Ben always used him. He's got forearms, like his name would indicate, and he had super strength. Like I said, Diamond had already clearly had super strength, was very durable, and could shoot diamonds. Fuck forearms. Fuck anyone that's forearms their favorite Ben 10 alien. I hate everything you stand for. Forearms is the equivalent of being like a die-hard conservative. Because <laughs> he's like one of the first aliens Ben turns into. So yeah. like, And then number 10, Ghost Freak. It has ghost powers. I know what you're thinking. Danny Phantom was awesome, except 
as fans of Ben 10 will know, Ghost Freak somehow escaped from the Omnitrix and became sentient and became a villain. <laughs> and, it, and, and childhood me was like, that's a, how does that work? And they never explained it. They never explained it. So there's my Uh ranking. I didn't really number them after. That's probably not my definitive one. Uh, We did it. (laughs) Maybe we could redo it someday. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, because now, after they have a Ben 10 reboot now, which, like you talking about the last season of Scrubs, I don't count it. But all four of the original different shows of Ben 10, by the end, I think he had like 96 aliens. So they'll do that for our 100 episode special. (laughs) All right. Next question. These ones are pretty quick because we're yeah. running an hour and 45 here so yep. number seven we don't really matter numbers we skipped one uh kevin riley asks what's your address my address is 285 old westport road north dartmouth massachusetts uh pinedale room 166 all right i will cut and paste that in and i don't know how you remembered what room number we were in uh, because we almost got 169, but that was taken from us. Oh, fuck. So we right. settled Shit. for 166 because it was close to 666. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that does sound like something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my address, too. You can send letters. You can send all your fan mail there. <laughs> all right. Now, Kyle, text this one to me personally because the thing wasn't up. But Kyle LeBurge asks, where did Von Barrick, which is Eric's Instagram handle, yeah. come from? So Von Barrick. Uh, was something as a child that my uncle would call me. Okay. Um, like a, a joke. He would call me Von Barrick. Uh, and Do you so know that's, why? Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know why. Uh, I I thought it was funny as a kid. Um, so that might be part of it. I think it was like a... My biggest... You know, like Von, the biggest Aaron, thing... Von, whatever. Like, well, I see, think the that's thing the that, origin of it. The only thing of it that I will forever be curious about is where the b comes from so you're not well you're not gonna say like von eric that just doesn't sound right you know but like von Barrick, that, von that all right fine fine you happy kyle you got the expose you fucking wanted all right last question and this one was submitted mere minutes before hours before we recorded i can't remember Kevin Rutledge, my roommate, how many amiibos can Eric fit in his mouth? So I saw this earlier, and I've been thinking about this all all recording. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think that I could fit at least two amiibos in my mouth. And I'd be willing to say that I could probably fit three or four. Yeah, because I have too many amiibos, I've one none. would say. And I think I, I have not taken a count in a while, but I would say I have somewhere in the range of 60 to 70. Wow. There is an entire shelf in our apartment devoted to Amiibos. Wow. <laughs> and I will say from my perspective, owning a lot of them, that they come in all shapes and sizes. And if mm-hmm. you min-maxed it. Oh, yeah. Without doing repeats. And specifically the ones I own. If you definitely threw the Goomba amiibo in, you would definitely have real estate for I feel another like one. Nest would probably leave a little bit of space. The thing though is Ness is pointing his finger out, and that uh, plastic finger might be painful. Potentially. Yeah, I would say no Bowser. Yeah, no Bowser. No Shovel Knight. If we're doing Bowser, it's only I'm only getting one in there. No sword characters. I would say, like, cards on the table, you could certainly fit the Goomba amiibo and the Kirby amiibo in your mouth. Yeah. 
And then we would just have to see from there. Yeah. So I hope I, that answers your question, Kevin. Someday, maybe you know, maybe someday when yeah, uh, when when we uh, for we the we can actually see each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the two hundredth anniversary, two <laughs> hundredth we'll, episode anniversary. We'll, we'll do a video podcast where I put amiibos in my mouth. The Christmas special. <laughs> All right, Nick Maloof. Remember this now: the Christmas special. Eric will fit as many amiibos in his mouth as he Set can. Set a reminder. Set a reminder on your phone so you can tell us. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Eric will fit as many... Uh, fuck, I gotta restart. You ever just fuck up with Siri and you're like, yeah, it's a botch one. Yep. <laughs> Re- set a reminder that Eric will fit as many amiibos in his mouth as... <laughs> uh, hey, Siri. Set a reminder. What do you want to be reminded about? To celebrate Christmas, Eric will fit as many amiibos into his mouth as he can. Whatever, fine, that's good enough. She didn't even fucking get it, but I will know. She d- literally said Eric Wolf, who was a kid that lived on my street. I got this. <laughs> yeah, so hey, it's fine. Set a reminder. I don't see an app for Fuck. That. Mine's good enough. That was the first reunion episode. Re, re, uh, fuck. Re, soft reboot episode yep. of the Procrastination yep. Sensation. Thank you, Nick Maloof. <laughs> do you have anything you want to say? Uh, no, I just I do want to say thank you for everyone who's listening. Uh, yes. It's uh, genuinely nice um, that someone would actually care enough to listen. Uh, so thank you. I would like to say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, Nick Maloof. Thank you, Paul Rudd. Uh, He's our biggest fan. He's going to be there for the 200th episode. Uh, We're working it out Mm -hmm. four years from now for the release of Ant-Man 3. Um, (laughs) Well, four years. I'm just assuming. The COVID (laughs) has struck everything. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye.